Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, Stephen, uh, thanks for joining me on The Score here in Cork's 96FM. I know there's um, more meetings early in the week as the Electricity League moves closer to return. What, what do you uh, expect um, will come out of the meetings uh, this week, uh, Stephen? Uh, I know that the League uh, will be back now earlier than first thought. Yeah, I, I think, Trevor, what, what we hope we'll see is, is a confirmed start and end date for the season. And then, obviously, ultimately, what, in regards to relegation and promotion, what the structure is going to be. Um, there's still some, some stuff, Trevor, that we're working on this weekend on the financial side of things, because, obviously, there's quite a substantial amount of money owed to players. So we're still walking through that with the clubs, and, and hopefully we'll have a resolution early next week. And that, obviously, is an announcement from government on, on Friday. Significant funding coming to the three uh, main field sports. So you just have to see how that's divided up, and that may take a little bit of time to understand what that actually means to our league. So um, there is a bit of a rush on now because it, I, I do expect the league to, to announce the 21st of July refit. So as you can as you can imagine, Trevor, I can see clubs now looking to, to move very quickly to get back into a into in inverted brackets another pre season um, with a number of foreign players coming back in 14 days, sort of where they have to self-isolate. So, yeah. yeah, things are happening quickly, I have to say. Things are moving fast. Well, Steve, I suppose uh, the big uh, concern and the big question is, uh, you know, that when the league does resume, there will be only 13 games, uh, you know, and the question is, how will the fixture list be made out, for example? Yeah, I, I think there's, there's lots of conversations around whether a team should be relegated um, with a season that obviously was 30-plus games now down to, to a race of, of 13. And I think... There's conversations expected early next week to look at it. Our own feeling on it would be that it, it is it is difficult, but the clubs don't want an extended season, so they don't want to push it beyond um, the date that was already penciled in, which would be the end of October. A lot of the clubs feel that if they continue to pay wages beyond that, that they would struggle. So um, you're caught a little bit here where you don't have a, a more time to put in more fixtures. Um, and the fixture list, based on the 13 games that are left, or 14 for some clubs, would mean that it would be very tight. And you have to factor in international college for both the 21s and potentially the senior team, and then weather as well. So it is really, really tight. Um, and I think the FA Cup is, a, is another part of the, of the puzzle that has to be fitted in. I think from the players' perspective, the FA Cup is vital, and I'd hate to see that competition in, in any way altered. Yeah, because there's a European place, obviously, with, with the FA Cup as well, isn't it? Yeah, and I think part of it, Trevor, has been that that the, any decision that the FEI do um, decide on in, in the meeting that we've had last week, that UEFA would be would be consulted before any decision was made. So, so whether that was to to not run an FEI Cup or to not or to not have relegation, that UEFA ultimately will will guide uh, the federation 
on that. So whatever decision um, the clubs come to, um, it will have to go through the UEFA force. And as you said, look, we can't be losing a European spot. We've, we've worked too hard to have five European spots. We only have to look up the North, who lost the spot this year. And financially, the effects of that are massive. Like, I mean, it's, it's double the prize money of, of winning the league. It's just one round of, of the European competition. So it shows you how great it is for the finances of our league. Yeah, just back to the relegation issue. If if there wasn't to be relegation, I suppose, Stephen, the, the, the main concern would be that the games would be probably meaningless. Yeah, I think there is an integrity issue. I, I don't think there's any doubt in that. I know a number of the managers have come out this week. Um, I know Vinnie Perth spoke about it and Declan Devine spoke about it as well. And I, 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 would, I would agree with the both of them that we can't have um, a situation where we have an, a number of meaningless games uh, at the end, tail end of the season. I t- think the integrity of... of of the league and the integrity of the sport would come into question and I don't think that's, that's right so whether there needs to be automatic um, relegation travel that's another discussion I, I mean there's a number of ideas being flow with it potentially going next season season after sorry, with, with, a, with a 12 team Premier Division with, with two teams up and no automatic relegation but a playoff to the bottom team would play off either from the third in the first division or a, 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 a playoff between a number of teams and you have one one team that will, will play off with the bottom team in the Premier Division so I think the teasing around with them ideas at the moment, but I definitely think there has to be some form of uh, either automatic relegation or a playoff relegation. Uh, otherwise, as you said already, I think there's only a couple of teams that can win the league, and, and in reality, only a couple that can qualify for Europe. But I think we're going to have a, a number of games coming to the back end of the season um, where we don't want to see clubs maybe blooding younger players or giving 90 games a chance um, when people teams are still trying to win leagues. Need to be, we need to have something running in every game if possible. And, uh, and I think with no relegation, that, that brings that into question. Yeah, and uh, a lot to be ironed out so yet still uh, with the league's return. And the, the financial package, uh, Stephen, that's improved, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think, Trevor, that the announcement by, uh, by the Minister last Friday is hugely welcomed by both the Federation and the clubs we've yet to, we yet to know on the £40 million between the three large field sports, what way that's going to be divided. And then ultimately, when the FUA receive it, and what way they're going to then decide how that money gets distributed between the game. Because I think we realise that it's not just the elite end of the game that has, has gone through huge financial uh, problems. The, the amateur game, the underage uh, systems, and the schoolboy, obviously girls and boys, and, and the women's game have all been affected as well. So you do have to realise that the whole game has got affected, and the FUA have to decide how they're going to do that, how quickly they do that. We're, we're on a real tight time constraint based on the fact that obviously uh, there's, a, there's a restart of, of the league in the 24th July and players have to prepare for the return. So there's a real, where we've gone from a situation where you know there wasn't a big rush on, there now is a rush on. And uh, I think clubs are going to need to know pretty soon um, what, is the, what does the final package look like because that is a huge game changer the weekend. And we, and we do expect FIFA on the 26th as well to, to make an announcement that the game you know, has, has made noises in a number of correspondence to the Federation that um, assistance will be will be given to, to not just the Irish Federation but right around the world so I think that package will be hugely helpful as well so I can understand the clubs want to make sure that, that they get the best deal possible but ultimately yeah. they are under tight time constraints and, and players are eager to get back Right. Just finally, Stephen, we've been watching uh, the return of football in you know in, in various uh, countries, but the Premier League uh, resuming now again, of course, and we're watching games behind closed doors. Is there any prospect of spectators at uh, any of the League of Ireland games before the end of the season? Do you think? I think so. Yeah, I, I think we're confident that we will have fans in the ground. I think obviously the the, the T-shirt had mentioned around five hundred people um, in in August. So. Uh, 
I think the, the important thing from our own club's perspective on the financial side of things, they haven't factored that in. So, so we aren't, um, that isn't a part of the club's returning that crowds have to be in the ground. So I think it's going to be a huge bonus to our game if uh, if crowds um, are allowed in the ground it does look like you will be but it's important to, for people to realise that that hasn't been factored into any of the financials so um, that gives us that bit of comfort and if it, if and when it does and it does look like there will be crowds then I think it's huge I think Trevor we watch it ourselves I'm sure you're watching the games as well I mean I, mm. I find it difficult to watch them now on the TV yeah. I have to be honest uh, even with the crowd noise in the background it just isn't the same Sport is there to be the fans are vital, hugely important, and particularly in our country. And I think one thing, Trevor, that we've seen with our own country is mm. how important structurally um, we need to have a better TV deal, we need better sponsorship. We're so reliant on the, on the supporters on match day, yeah. and we have to change that model. But um, I, I, I honestly think that we will have fans, and I honestly think that we will have uh, every team back. And it's just it's, of the next couple of days, it's just a finalise all that. Great stuff. We wish you well with the talks uh, this week, uh, Stephen. We're looking forward to the uh, return of football in this country. And uh, thanks for joining us on The Score this afternoon. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.